0: Hi, this is Mary at the Leckard with the Drawing Near. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I have a few things on my heart that I wanted to share with you, listeners. And it may be a repeat of things I've said before, um, but uh, sometimes repetition is good. I remember one time someone telling me, "Mary, oh my gosh, you repeat yourself all the time." And my answer was, you know, in reading the New Testament, we see where Jesus repeated himself a lot as well. So <laughs> I'm in good company. Um, thank you for joining today. I want to just start out with a little bit of an update of life uh, in, in my world. Um, I'm still uh, living in Frisco, Texas, uh, enjoying being near my uh, two daughters and my eight grandkids and just kind of hanging out with them and Uh, doing life together I was uh, moved away for 15 years and so being back has just been such a healing opportunity for me and I think for the daughters and uh, just to learn one another again and uh, understand the cadence of life when you've got a lot of kids and then for me when I have no kids and you know I live alone with my grumpy cat Bella if you've ever met Bella you know she is indeed a grumpy cat Uh, In 2017, I moved to Texas from uh, Illinois, and the Lord laid on my heart to write a book about the journey that I had been through, and so I released um, The Making of a Dragonfly in the spring of 2018, and the next year, the Lord had me write uh, a 40-day devotional called Lessons of a Dragonfly. Since that time, I uh, was asked by a friend if I would help her publish a book, and because I had learned to self-publish my own books, I helped her publish her book. And then I had people coming from various places asking for help in publishing them as well. And so I do work with uh, authors, usually first-time authors, who have a manuscript of anywhere between forty and 50,000 words. And we go through the process of editing and uh, d- cover design and formatting the book for um Uh, print-on-demand publishers and uh, get books updated. I've got a tab on my website, maryethelekard.com. The tab is called Publishing, if you want a little more information about that. Um, Because I am a hands-on editor and publisher, I do the work myself, and so I only take a few books each year. So if you have a manuscript you're looking at and you're interested in uh, having it published and you want to send it to me, just reach out to me through email. Uh, you can email me at admin, A-D-M-I-N, at com, and I'll take a look at your manuscript and let you know uh, what next steps are for getting that published. It's so much fun, too. It's just life-giving for me. I'm an administrative... Uh, uh, I would say nightmare, but that's not accurate. I'm administratively gifted, and so looking at words and helping people get their uh their manuscripts into the right format is very life giving for me and um I pray over the process as we go through it and then at the end I will help you figure out some uh, marketing techniques to get to get your book in the hands of of readers. It's a great process so anyway, that's a commercial I didn't intend to give, but there it is so Pass it along, help me out, um, appreciate that. So in November of this year, 2020, I was invited to uh, lead a one-day conference in South Carolina and to be a co-leader in a retreat in uh, Pennsylvania, and I traveled there, met some amazingly wonderful women, and um, went with a outline of what God had been teaching me to so that I could share it with the women. Both of the conferences were about stepping into this new world that we live in after 2020, you know, with with brave bravery and courage uh, um, and with all the newness that's going on. How in the world do we navigate this new world with the things that have happened? And as always, I prepared the things that God was laying on my heart to share with the women and when I stand up to speak, he does the most amazing thing. He, he takes everything out of my mind, and as I stand to speak, he gives me thoughts or words that are pretty much one sentence or one picture at a time, and I work through that. And as I work through that, he gives me the next, and so I tease and say that the Lord almost always hijacks what I have prepared to say, but. Uh, and I, I say that just kind of comically uh, because that's my relationship with the Lord. But quite frankly, I am his vessel. My heart's desire is to be his vessel. And uh, anything he wants to say th- through me, he has my complete and full permission. So I just kind of wanted to share with you today some of the words of wisdom that he had me share with the women at these two conferences um, as an encouragement to you. The first thing goes to a story that uh, is in Second Chronicles um, about uh, Solomon and the temple. So uh, in King David's time, he wanted to build a temple for the Lord. And the Lord said to David, King David, I will give you the blueprints for the temple, but your son Solomon will build the temple for me. And so David wrote down all of the design and the blueprints, including the... Um, all of the objects that would be brought into the temple, and when it was time for the temple to be built, David's son Solomon, who was King Solomon, at that time, built the temple. After the temple was built, Solomon wanted to dedicate the temple to the Lord. And so he inquired to the Lord in how to do the dedication. So if you look in your Bible in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, I'm going to read to you starting with um, verse 11 and just go a few verses. Uh, And when the priests came forth from the holy place and all the Levitical singers clothed in fine linen with cymbals, harps and lairs, standing east of the altar and with them 120 priests blowing trumpets in unison when the trumpeters and the singers were to make themselves heard with one voice to praise and to glorify the Lord and when they lifted up their voice accompanied by the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and when they praised the Lord, saying, He indeed is good, for His love and kindness is everlasting, then the house, the house of the Lord, was filled with the cloud, so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. When I read that scripture uh, in preparation for these two Speaking events, what it spoke to me is the importance of worshiping God. When we worship God, when we praise God, when we invite Him into our presence, His presence comes, and sometimes it comes so profoundly and so thickly that it it, it kind of overtakes us. Uh, have you ever been um, in an experience like that? Perhaps in church. Um, on a Sunday morning and the worship and the praise is so strong that you have chills come over you and you just feel such a presence of the Lord. Well, that is because we always, uh, scripture says that God inhabits the praises of his people. So when we, what that tells us is when we are in a battle, when we are discouraged, when we are depressed or confused or just seeking answers from God, or even seeking God's presence, our go-to is to praise Him to worship Him. We can do this on our knees, or we can do this on our feet. We can do this laying in our bed, or we can do this sitting on our sofa, or even driving in our car. The important thing is that we release our worries and our troubles and our fears to God. And how do we do that? We do that by giving Him our praise and our worship. And what does that do? That takes the focus off of ourselves and our world of problems and circumstances and worries and situations. And it puts our focus on Him. So when we sing a praise to Him, we are worshiping Him. And we were thinking about Him. And it releases our problems to Him so that He can take care of them. And we are free to release those worries to Him. He is very trustworthy. He can handle everything we throw at Him, everything we dump at His feet, everything we surrender to Him, He can handle because He is the creator of us all. That is one of the first things the Lord showed me that needed to be spoken. At these two events, little did I know uh, the, the power that would come in through this teaching. But after this teaching, at both events, we spent time in praise to God. And His Spirit came and lingered for the whole event, which was just the most amazing amazing lingering of the Spirit of God. You know when the Spirit of God is lingering because you kind of feel like you're walking in a cloud. (laughs) It is really and truly amazing. We had this same thing happen at our Dragonfly Ministries retreat weekend in October of 2020. I asked We asked the Lord to come and to linger, and He didn't just linger for Friday night, but He lingered throughout the entire weekend. It was absolutely amazing. So remember that. Next time you are in a situation. You just don't know how to handle. Praise God. Turn on praise music. Lift your hands. Dance before the Lord. Shout His name. Open your scripture and read a psalm out loud. Just give Him the glory for the day that you are in and even the situation that you are in and ask Him to walk you through the situation and to teach you and grow you through it. The second theme that came up over the the events that um, I was leading was the importance of trusting God with those whom we love and specifically our, our children who are moving into adulthood that we aren't ready to release into adulthood. And um, I, I, I tell parents, if your children are in their 20s and they're making decisions that you don't agree with, it's not your job to control that process. So step away from the control or trying to control that process. Uh, When I was in my 20s, I had stepped away from the Lord, and I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing. And I remember a man came to my house from a church that I had visited, and he asked me a couple of questions. And when I answered those questions, his response to me, and I'm sure he had great intentions in his heart, but his response to me was, if you don't turn back toward God, you're going to go to hell. Uh, and he pretty much preached that message to me and I sent him out the door, uh, with I'm pretty sure I was, uh, angry and yelling at him and told him to never come back to my house. On the other hand, there was a woman, uh, I had grown up with who, um, who, uh, sat me down and talked to me, not to condemn me or to judge me, but just to put some wisdom into my heart and, uh, and loved me. She knew I was going through a hard time. She knew the decisions I was making were contrary to the way that I had been brought up. She didn't pass judgment and she didn't condemn me. She loved me and she prayed for me. Which of those two people do you think had a greater impact on my life when I turned back to God? It was the woman not the one who judged me. If my parents would have stepped in and, uh, during these rebellious years and tried to rule my life or control my life, it would have taken me longer to turn back to God. Parents, trust your children into the care of the Lord. It is not our role to control or manipulate or direct their path once they become adults. It is our role to pray for them, to love them, and to continually point them to God when my I have four kids. They're all adults now. And listen, I'm not saying I did everything right. I'm not even sure I did anything right, except for this one thing. When my children find themselves in trouble, they will call me and say, Mom, can you pray for me? That tells me that they know that God has healing powers and God is faithful. And so I will pray for my children very often when I am uh, As soon as they ask me, I will stop what I'm doing and pray right then and there so that they can hear me speaking to God on their behalf. Parents, that is the way we help our children get back into alignment with God. It's not by controlling or manipulating or trying to make them do something we know is right for them. It is by pointing them to Christ and by praying for them continually. That's it. So zip it. Stop giving advice unless it's asked. Stop counseling unless they ask you for your counsel. Just love them where they are. Understand what it's like to be that age and give them the grace of space to find their way to God so that he is their God and not their parents. God, do you understand what I'm saying? And trust me, those are merely words that come through living it out the wrong way and then seeing God's wisdom and doing it the right way. Okay. And the third theme from those uh, events was just the importance of training our hearts to hear from God. It sometimes seems like going back to the basics um, when I talk about learning to recognize God's voice. And every time I think, oh, we're going back to the basics, I remember I was 40 years old before I truly learned to recognize and discern God's voice. And it started with baby steps. And so I outline those baby steps in my book, The Making of a Dragonfly Following Christ Through the Winds of Change. But let me just give you a few few pointers here. The Spirit of God lives inside of you, and He communicates with your spirit by His Spirit. So we absolutely have to be in touch with the Spirit that lives within us. And we cannot get in touch with our spirit when we are busy running around trying to take care of everybody else and everything else, uh, and there are so many distractions around, when we are always in tune with our phone or the radio or the television or the voices of all these people around us, we are not going to be able to learn to discern God's voice. So I want you to hear me when I say this. Our spirit inside of us communes with the Holy Spirit inside of us, and that is where we hear God's voice. And if we do not have the discipline of understanding what it means to be quiet and listen, we are going to be, um, we're going to be very much challenged to walk with God and to hear his voice. Uh, one of the best ways we can hear God's voice is through reading scripture. I know, I know, I know it is the best way. I tell people, if you, if you have trouble reading scripture, then open your Bible to, Open your Bible and read one sentence. And I always use Psalm 139 because that really is God's love letter. One of God's many love letters to us. But I was at a retreat years ago and this woman came to me and she said, I don't own a Bible. I don't own one and I don't even know how to read it. She said, it's very confusing to me. I said, open your Bible to Psalm 139. Um, and as you go into your quiet time and, uh, I want you to just read. And when something resonates with you, stop reading and sit with that journal it. Ask God about it. What did you mean? I said, and the one that resonates with you is the word that the Lord is trying to lay on your heart at this very moment. Um, and so she went into her quiet time. And when she came out, I said, how did it go? And she said, I didn't make it past verse one. It says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. She said, you know, I grew up in a home of nine kids. I was right smack dab in the middle and I didn't feel like I was known by anybody when I read that voice. And it says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. She said, I couldn't go any further. There was finally somebody in my life who knows me from the inside out. And she said, I just was overwhelmed by that. So I'm telling you here and now, if you don't hear the Lord's voice, open your Bible to Psalm 139 and read until something stands out at you. There's another verse in Psalm um one thirty nine. Uh, hold on one second. It says uh, it's verse eleven. If I say, "Surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me," even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day. For darkness is as light to you. I had another woman who read that and she said that has helped me with my night terrors. She said I was just so afraid of the of the dark and not being able to sleep and God has just shown me that uh, darkness to him is not dark, but light. So I know that he can see me no matter where I am and what I'm doing. So I just want to encourage you in this. A great way to begin discerning God's voice is to open his scripture and to read. When something resonates, you stop. Journal it. What was the verse that resonated with you? Why do you think it resonated with you? Are there other verses in the Bible? And you can use your concordance in the back of the Bible to find other verses with that same word or that same phrase that stuck out to you. Dig in, lean in, ask the Lord, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying to tell me? How does this apply to my circumstances? Another way to learn to discern God's voice is to talk to him. And I, when I am really struggling with something, I will talk to him out loud because I want to know that it was actually a prayer and not just me thinking those thoughts. And so I, I I talk to God out loud and then sometimes he answers me through what the world would call coincidences. There are no coincidences. There are none. God orchestrates things in our lives in answer to prayer. And a lot of times those coincidences are his answers and it's his helping us to learn to recognize his voice. Um, When we pray to God and ask him questions, it opens our heart and our eyes to begin to see him and to look for him. It gives us this expectation of, is he going to answer me? How is he going to answer me? I wonder when he's going to answer me. And so we begin looking for him to answer our questions. So talk to him out loud, lay it all before him, and then look for the coincidences in your life, the answers that he's giving, giving you. And don't just shake them off as, oh, that wasn't really the Lord, but lean into them, journal them. Uh, go back and read your journal. It's very important. Those are, um, two amazing ways to hear God's voice. I've got more, but I don't want to overwhelm the listener today, so I'll stop right there. The, um, the events that I was in, um, last month were just absolutely, uh, amaz- amazing and life changing. And, um, with Dragonfly Ministries, we do a weekend retreat. Right now, we're doing um, once a year in October, and those are listed on the Dragonfly Ministries website, dragonflyministries.com. We do them in Pottsboro, Texas, which is uh, an hour north of uh, Dallas-ish, maybe an hour, 20 minutes, Um, uh, and uh, they're just um, wonderful ways to be in the presence of other women who love and serve the Lord. Also we give you a four or five hour quiet time to spend with God. which A lot of times scares people, but I'm telling you something. Uh, The Lord says, if you're tired, come to me and I will give you rest. So a lot of times at our retreats, women, especially young moms, will go and take a two or three hour nap. And then they'll get up and spend the rest of the time with the Lord. That is perfectly fine. Sometimes the Lord's gift of His voice to us is saying rest, (laughs) right? Okay, well, you guys, thank you for uh, tuning in today. Um, Check out my website, maryatheleckard.com. I uh, post my speaking events there. Um, I blog every now and then just to kind of give an update on what's going on and uh, trying to be a little more uh, faithful and keeping you guys posted on um, things that are happening around here. Okay, love you guys. Let me pray for you, Father. Thank you so much for... Uh, the gift of hearing your voice. Thank you so much for the gift of the Holy Spirit where we know that we never have to walk alone. We don't have to go through this world confused and hurting and angry and not knowing the answers, God, because you provide those answers for us. Lord, help us to lean into you to seek you, Lord, because you promise when we seek you, you will be found. Uh, and it's not because you're hiding, but it's just because we don't take the time to Look for you, and sometimes we have to train our hearts, Lord, to to know when you're near, to know uh, to know the sound of your voice, to know your prompting. So, Lord, give us courage to step in that direction. We love you, Lord. Bless your name, Amen. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, shoot me an email. Love you guys. Goodbye.